0: Welcome, 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 geeks and nerds, girls and boys, to another all new edition of Geek to Me Radio. Today we are broadcasting the show live from Superman Celebration in Metropolis, Illinois. We're outside Planet Krypton now. My guest will be Katrina Law from Spartacus and Arrow. We'll also have cartoonist and illustrator Tom Cook jump on, Max on movies and more, so stand by.
1: We're talking TV, comics and movies, and video games. And if you don't know, Star Trek from Star Wars, we'll try to explain... I do not just for more more one ring rolls and more. To be the greatest my master, you must catch them all. You must catch them all. Try to catch them all. Gotta catch them all. Gotta catch them all.
0: if you're driving around the greater St. Louis area right now hearing this on 105.3 FM and 1380 AM, thank you very much for tuning in there. If you're hearing us streaming us out there, maybe you're in the Illinois, Paducah, Kentucky general area and you're hearing this online, uh, thank you for listening there. And of course, if you're hearing us After the fact in the podcast version on Google Play, iTunes, SoundCloud, or Podomatic, we very much appreciate your subscribing and listening there. And if you wouldn't mind, if you haven't already, leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes. That helps boost our visibility and make sure we get our sponsors some more eyes. Speaking of sponsors, this entire show would not be possible without the support of St. Charles, historic St. Charles, and that website discoverstcharles.com. I'm here in Metropolis. These small towns are great. There's not a better small town, in my opinion, than historic St. Charles with all the stuff they have going on that they do every year. They've got the Sester Centennial just happened. They had a lot of great little vignettes out there. Legends and Lanterns is right around the corner. If you're a Halloween fan, that's a great place to go and see things in downtown St. Charles. And their Christmas festival, Christmas traditions, is in their 45th year this year. Lots of things to see and do. I always tell people if you're a foodie, they've got some fantastic food. They've got that new salt and smoke that just went in. And, whoa, if you like some good barbecue, salt and smoke right there on Main Street. It's a great place to visit. Nothing that you can't see or do or get in St. Charles. It's a fantastic time for all. You can plan your trip now. Check out that website, discoverstcharles.com. While we're here in Metropolis, Illinois, celebrating Superman Days, my third year from broadcasting live here, Uh, we had the chance this time they've got a fantastic dynamite lineup of female guests. They've got Helen Slater, the original Supergirl from the movie, and now playing Kara's mom on Supergirl, the TV series. They have Erica Durantz, who was Lois Lane in Smallville, and they've also got Katrina Law, who was on Arrow, Spartacus, and we had a chance to sit down and chat with her. We're here talking with Katrina Law, star of Spartacus, star of Arrow, star of The Oath. How are you today?
2: I am fantastic. How are you?
0: I'm doing well. Um, Playing a legacy character like Nissa Al Ghul in DC Comics, that must be one of those things when you do research, you've got the comic books. When you're doing a show like The Oath, which is kind of more of a gritty, real world, what's your process for preparing for a character role like that?
2: Well, the wonderful thing about The Oath is that it was created by uh, Joe Haplin, who was uh, LAPD sheriff for 17 mm-hmm. years. So he was a great resource to be able to just ask him questions about what it was like on the day-to-day, uh, what it, the uniform means, and um, some of the shadier things that happened. Mm-hmm. So it was it was great. Um, and then also we had Ryan um, Reinhardt, who was our tech uh, specialist, and being able to have those two on set every single day and just kind of be like, how do you – exit cars, how do you pull over people and do it properly and look like a professional police officer and not like I'm an actor who just put on the uniform for the day uh, was a godsend. So,
0: And doing the more uh, urban stuff, you, you have a lot of physical roles between the oath and obviously Miss Al Ghul. I would almost think the, the fight choreography sometimes be harder to learn than some of the lines you have to deliver. Um, how is your prep for the fight choreography? What type of stuff do you do for getting into those kind of things?
2: Um, Well, I think like most people who do physical roles, you just work out most days out of the year. It just becomes uh, part of your daily routine to go to the gym and to eat well and do all that stuff. But I think the biggest thing that I've learned from doing stunts on set is that when you do stunts on set, your day is anywhere from 8 to 16 Mm -hmm. hours. So being warmed up and ready to go, ready to go from sitting for an hour to doing physical combat, very intensely at full full throttle, you need to be warmed up the entire day because if you're not and your body gets cold, you start pulling muscles. So I think that was the biggest lesson <laughs> that I've learned is no matter how much time goes through, always stay warm, kind of stretch randomly here and there just to make sure that when you do start your fight scenes that you're not suddenly going to pull a hamstring. <laughs>
0: So Talia al Ghul was the more well-known of uh, Ra's daughters. Uh, Nissa was so immediately, just felt like she was welcomed and beloved by the, the fans out there. What do you attribute that to? Is it uh, the writing? Obviously, you're acting as a large part of that. How do you feel about the fan reaction to your character?
2: Well, I was very fortunate that Greg Rucka created such a beautiful character in Nissa, and that uh, Mark Guggenheim and the Arrow team just took her under the wing. And, uh, you know... The beautiful thing about Nyssa is that she hasn't really been in a lot of comics, so mm-hmm. she doesn't have the Bible on her that a character like Talia does. So we were very um, privileged to be able to kind of open her up to her own interpretation. So the Nyssa that you see on Arrow is much different than the Nyssa that is in the comics. And Greg Rucka and um, team, they were totally fine with that and actually really enjoyed what we did. So that was that was a relief to hear that. Um but I think she was beloved just because I think uh, the writers of Arrow really know, know their fan base and really know what they wanted to see. And um, they did a great job by making this woman a fierce warrior who was just a little softy goo ball on the inside. <laughs> so I think that's a great combination that people really um, uh, gravitate to.
0: With uh, roles like Arrow and then uh, all the CW shows and everything like that, we're going to get Batwoman. Is there any chance that we might see Nyssa, who has that Al Ghul to Batman connection, pop up on Batwoman? Are you allowed to say without getting sued? Or <laughs> <laughs> I, ha-
2: I can't even lie to you because I actually don't know. So okay. like, I really don't know what's going to happen in the future. But I think Nyssa would fit in very well in the Batwoman world, um, my personal. So I wouldn't be surprised if you see her there. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I have no idea.
0: And I love that you're such a geek too. I know on Twitter you've been uh, posting about Dark Crystal coming back oh and, my gosh, so and all excited. the cool stuff. So yes. that's the, you're into this. You go to these cons, and I can just tell you're one of those celebrities who loves genuinely loves meeting your fans. So to be immersed in this world has to be amazing feeling for you.
2: It's a really cool world to be a part of. Um, you know, for uh, being a geek nowadays is cool. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the geekier you are, the cooler you are, apparently. But it wasn't like that. I'm very that. cool then. Yeah, you're, like, you're the coolest. But it wasn't always like that. So it's nice knowing that this world where people could find escapism and um, relate to people who basically spoke about their inner workings and their their inner dreams and thoughts when on the outside they may appear to be something else um, is it's great to know that it's been around for a while and to know that it's now being embraced fully by society as a whole is even cooler because now people just get to walk around in costumes right. and, geek out to the <laughs> fullest. Nobody even thinks twice about it. So it's, it's really nice how it's kind of transformed.
0: Do you ever pull a Mark Hamill and get in costume and, like, go to the cons and people don't know it's you? Have you done that?
2: No, I haven't done that yet. Um... I do like to wear ears or like hats and it's just cuz it's fun. Yeah. Yeah. So makes me feel like I'm doing the cosplay thing too.
0: <laughs> and with the conventions you've done obviously done them alongside people like John Barrowman and things like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, the the cast you must have such a good chemistry with the team Arrow cast. I can imagine that you must get along famously offset i would hope i think you guys all high tea together and things like that when they're not rolling yes right? of course high okay. tea high
2: tea for sure <laughs> um no i've been very fortunate that most of the um the shows that i've worked on the cast has really been cool and chill and gotten along and you know there's always going to be your random bad egg but that's just life so it's not a big deal when that happens because for the more, most part 99 percent of the cast and crew you just you just fall in love and it's a great working environment and I think um, the ones that really click, it shows. Mm-hmm. So as you can tell, like the Arrow cast really get along because we do conventions together. We do multiple conventions together. Yeah. Um, I'm not even a series reg, but I feel like I've been embraced by the Arrow team. Um, same thing with the Spartacus. You can, uh, it, you know, the, we do a lot of conventions together, and we've gone to Paris together, and it's it's fun. It's it's uh, their own little families.
0: And we'll do a quick lightning round before I let you go. We play a game called Celebrity This or That, Mm -hmm. where I basically ask you which of these two things you like better. There's no right or wrong answers because they're your answers. Got it. So if I were to say peanut butter, crunchy or smooth? Crunchy. Indiana Jones or James Bond? Indiana Jones. Batwoman or Supergirl? Supergirl. Beach or mountains if you want a vacation? Beach. And finally, dark chocolate or white chocolate? White chocolate. Perfect. This is very quick. You knew your answers. It's like you were just dialed in. Oh, like, I know all these. I only have
2: to think about them.
0: Perfect. Well, I want to keep you, uh, again, if you're listening right now, come on down. Metropolis is a very short drive from St. Louis. You can come out the, this whole weekend. Uh, Helen Slater is here along with Katrina Law and Erica Durantz. Come see them today and come enjoy the festival for the rest of the weekend. Katrina Law, thanks so much for your time today.
2: Thanks, everyone. See you soon. And
0: if you're driving around listening to this right now and you're close to Metropolis, come on down. They still have a couple autograph sessions if you want to have something assigned by katrina law helen slater is also here and erica durance from smallville uh we are going to take our first break we're going to come right back maxim movies is here this is his 25th year being at the convention uh so we're going to talk about the q a he just saw down the superman statue with helen slater all that and more stand by
3: Sean Sipos, you know me from Krypton playing Adam Strange. Welcome to Geek to Me Radio. Strange. Sean Sipos,
0: one of last year's guests here at Planet, uh, yeah, I almost said Planet Krypton, which is where we are, but it's Superman Celebration in Metropolis is also where we are. And we're joined by someone who's uh, basically a uh, resident of Metropolis at this point. You know him, Max on Movies. How
3: are you? Oh, I'm doing fantastic, James. Yes, I'm actually an honorary citizen of Metropolis, Illinois. I did that a couple of years ago. This is my 12th celebration in a row. I'm here with my friend Ray from KC95, and this is his 17th. Wow. So uh, do you guys get pins after 10 years or something like that? Or uh... You know, they're starting to come up with buttons, actually, where you can say this is my blank number year, and that's a great idea. So next year, I'll probably have to get one for my 13th. Very nice, thir- lucky
0: 13. Yes. You got to come back next yeah. year. So you were just down at the Q&A at the statue. They had it at the statue. It's, uh, this is probably the nicest weather Since I've been coming here, it's not oppressively hot as it's been in years past. Uh, You've been here a few more years than I have. so Uh,
3: There's been a couple of heat waves that have been really ridiculous. There was one year that it was like an Arctic freeze, which is very strange. So, yes, the weather's been wonderful. A couple of uh, rain showers, not that bad. But we just went down to the Superman statue to see the Q&A between uh, Erica Durant and uh, Helen Slater. And uh, they both told some fantastic stories. So did they
0: have anything particular that was like a standout, something you didn't know, being a movie geek? Did uh, Helen Slater surprise you with some Supergirl knowledge?
3: Uh, you know, uh, Helen Slater's best story, uh, she, had, she had a couple of great stories about filming uh, Secret of My Success with Michael J. Fox. But her best story was uh, when she was uh, in London, uh, Pinewood Studios, with Christopher Reeve, who had visited the set of Supergirl. And so they went out to get dinner that night. They're out at this like park bench. Uh, At one o'clock in the morning and a couple of uh, fire engines go by, you know, sirens blaring and stuff. And Christopher Reeve looks at her and says, here we are, Superman and Supergirl. We can't do anything. (laughs)
1: That's
3: a great story. And then as far as Erica Durant, she just said that uh, people forget that she was only asked to do four episodes of Smallville. She was Hmm. uh, she was going to contracted to come in, do four episodes, kind of mess up the status quo and then leave. And uh, when she got the part, she said something like she thought, I'm just going to stay because you're going to love me. <laughs> and, of course, the audience did. So is
0: that something the producers changed their mind after the audience reaction, I guess?
3: Absolutely. Yeah, the audience reaction was very favorable. And so, of course, they kept bringing her back until she was a full cast member. Uh, we'd, uh, my pal Ray and I got autograph session A today. So I had uh, Erica... I signed my pop vinyl of the Smallville Lewis Lane. And then I got a a giant uh, Supergirl print, a fan art, that I had Helen Slater sign. Oh, very nice. Where she put uh, Supergirl 84 on there, which is pretty cool. And when I handed this to her, she said, well, I'll sign over here because if Melissa ever comes, she can sign over here. And I said, oh, great minds think alike, Helen.
0: (laughs) And they've always tried to get a cape, at least one cape. Last year we had Brandon Routh was here Mm -hmm. uh, for the 40th this year. We've got Supergirl. Is there, who's like the most impressive guest? Because they've had some great guests throughout the years. James Marsters. um, Who who have you seen here that you've been really blown away by? Um,
3: Wow, they have had some really great guests in the past. I mean, uh, that is a great question. I, I honestly loved meeting Ned Beatty because uh, yeah. I mean, his body of work is incredible outside of Superman, but then he's also Otis. So that's great. And the first year that I came, Alison Mack was a uh, guest. And of course, I don't think she's doing a lot of cons these days. So that was a big one for me. really happy to have her signature and, and be able to, uh, to, to talk to her. Um, but, uh, you know, Rosenbaum Erica was even talking about this. Rosie, as they call him, is kind of an honorary citizen, too. He's been here a bunch. Yeah. And uh, she was even telling me that the main reason why the Smallville cast comes here is because he won't stop talking about it. He, he loves this town, and that's a really great thing.
0: And, Ray, we, you said you've been here a little bit longer than Max. Is there a, a guest who you've... Is it also Rosenbaum now,
4: or Rosenbaum is always great. Ned Beatty was the surprise whenever they announced him, because what do you do? I mean, as much as you love Superman, you also love Deliverance and Network and all these great movies. So you uh, you got to make some choices. So
0: he signed my Deliverance <laughs> copy. It was So the guy in front of me in line had him sign uh,
1: a pair of underpants, which yes. was a little, uh, a little strange, a little strange. But but we understand why.
0: Yeah, some guy tried to get him to sign uh, Erica to sign his underpants in there, and he she said take him off first, cause dude gets weird. So. Sure, sure, yeah. <laughs> but this goes on all day today. I think the celebrities are only here today. Yes. Uh, but then it's still a bunch of stuff going on tomorrow. Uh, if you've never been here, it's really cool. I mean, they got the. Uh, Lois Lane statue over here yes. in the
3: park. Yeah, I took a selfie with the Lois Lane statue yesterday, Ray, and I always get a selfie in front of the Superman statue, which if you haven't seen it, I mean, of course, uh, Barack Obama kind of made it famous yeah. by posing in front of it, and it's, it's a really amazing uh, statue. The Superman celebration, the reason why we've been coming for, I mean, for Ray almost 20 years now, it's a great street festival. It's a great family event. There's there's vendors. Uh, there's uh, uh, so, so something called the Supercon, which has lots of great merchandise mm. that we've spent too much money on. <laughs> uh, there's great restaurants like Ed's where you can get you know Roadhouse burgers. so it's just a really fun couple of days to celebrate comics. And what's better than that?
0: And I got to give a shout out to Sissy's Sweet Shop there along uh, the main drag here because I just grabbed a cup of their coffee and got some Wi Fi to email the Katrina Law interview yeah. back to Joey. Cool. Fantastic coffee at Sissy's, so I want well, to throw a shout out to them. We'll
3: definitely have to do that. And I think later on on today's Geek to Me, you're going to be talking to Tom Cook. Uh, who is uh, a frequent guest at Wizard World. He was just at wizard in St. Louis. And uh, we picked up a couple of prints from Tom. He's a great dude. Check this out. I got the
2: oh, Legion nice. of
3: Doom and Challenge of the Superheroes. It's a great, great print. And, of course, Ray got that Shazam uh, Captain Marvel print, which is wonderful.
0: Last time I saw Tom, I think I had him sign a Masters of the Universe one for me. Oh, nice. uh, Which is one of my favorite cartoons from when I was little. But looking at that Challenge of the Super Friends Legion of Doom,
3: I may have how, to get him to sign how that. How great is that? <laughs> and then I'm thinking, I could have Kristen Wiig sign here over exactly. Cheetah. I mean, <laughs> if you ever meet Shannon Farnan, she's still doing yes. cons. You could have Wonder Woman Wonder sign Wonder it. Woman sign That's right. She's done a liner for your show. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So uh, lots of uh, cool things to see and do. So if you're driving around, seriously, if you're in the area... Because uh, it's right there on the Kentucky border. It's a quick three-hour drive from St. Louis. So if you're driving around listening.
3: Yeah, it, it's uh, we got here in under three hours this year, and we weren't even speeding. Uh, this is only about 10 minutes away from Paducah, if you know where that is. And I think they're doing a free autograph session. I mean, not free autographs, but you can get in without paying any kind right. of VIP prices. I think they're doing that after 4 or 5 p.m. tonight. So you still have time to come down here and meet Erica Durant and Katrina Law and Helen Slater. It's definitely worth it.
0: And if you're driving by my house coming from St. Louis, could you pay I got my Batman animated series poster. I left it on my desk. I wanted to have Helen. Science- She's the voice of Talia Al Ghul That's in Batman sure. animated series. I was okay. like, you've got to be kidding me. So I switched bags last night. Left wow. it sitting on my counter. I got my computer, which is great. But I left my Batman animated series poster. at home, So wow. I'm very bummed. Oh,
3: I'm bummed too. Yeah.
0: But anyway, yeah, if you are driving around the area, Metropolis, Illinois is a short hop from anywhere you are. And it's really just a lot of fun. A lot of ambience. Come check it out. Max movies. Ray, thanks very much for being on air. Thank you, Thank you so much, James. We're going to take our next commercial break. We're going to come right back. Talking with possibly Tom Cook, so stand by.
3: Up in the sky, look! It's
2: a bird! It's a plane! It's Superman!
1: Hi, this is George Newbern, the voice of Superman. You are listening to Geek to Me Radio. And we're back.
0: That voice you heard bringing us back from break, George Newbern, the voice of Superman in Justice League, the animated series. We're here with someone who knows a little bit about animation, Mr. Tom Cook. How are you, sir? Very good. So you're here at Metropolis uh, at Superman Celebration. This isn't your first Metropolis uh, Superman Days, though. Yes, it is. Is it really? I thought you'd been here a couple of years ago. No, no. This is my first time, and uh, it's been a lot of fun. And uh, we always see, uh, we ran into, I think, Wizard World. We run into you at Mighty Con, St. Louis, so you're no stranger to the con circuit. You've got all your stuff laid out here. Uh, I would assume the Super Friends, Legion of Doom stuff is usually your best sellers at a con like this that's kind of geared towards the superheroes. Yeah, and He-Man,
4: you know, always carries his own. But uh, here, for sure, Superman and Super friend. Friends have been the, the big sellers.
0: So when you look at animation, there's all the new animation that's out now, uh, Networks, streamflix Flicks. Uh, Strike that reverse it. DreamWorks Netflix. <laughs> we'll edit that out in post. Don't worry about it, folks. Um, it had, uh, they, they just relaunched She-Ra. Uh, they did a great run with Voltron. Do you keep up with animation? Do you kind of still look at the stuff and kind of say, well, that's not as good as it was back yeah, in the day?
4: Or the, the reason I don't really keep up with it is because it's really not as good as back in the day. <laughs> so, so, yeah, I don't really follow that much anymore. I've seen some of the movies, you know, like the Spider-Man one that came out. That was pretty well done. Um, but for my taste, the Spider-Man, they've changed him too much from what I remember. You know, my favorite character was Spider-Man, so you'd do anything to him and it bugs the crap out of me. So, But it was still a well-done movie, even though I didn't
0: really care for the big changes they made. I know my Spider-Man growing up was Dan Gilbazan doing the voice in Spider-Man and his amazing friends. So every time I read a Spider-Man comic, that's the <laughs> voice I hear in my head still is Dan Gilbazan, regardless of all the other people who have done it right. since then. Uh, that's just kind of one of those things that sticks with you. I guess uh, animation, you get that a lot. If it's your first cartoon character that you're used to hearing a certain voice, yep. that's the voice you just always hear in your head. Uh, how many people come up to you and start just immediately chatting? Because you've got well, such a great a variety of things here on your table that people just want to, I assume, talk about it.
4: Well, yeah, and I, I have a lot of people that come by that think they can do the voice.
0: <laughs> you know,
4: and I'll tell you some of them. It's like, dude, that's not even close. <laughs> but do you uh,
0: shatter their hearts like that, or you at uh, least wait till they buy something, then tell them as they're leaving? No,
4: I'll let them know upfront. <laughs> you know, they'll think I'm honest, and they'll buy something anyway. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, this is uh, it's always unique because at a show like this, that's really focused on Superman, uh, I've got so many other things besides Superman that I worked on that I you know I had to bring them, and it's still been really popular. There's a lot of stuff that. Uh, you know, the main thing I always hear, and it's funny because I've been in Dubai, I've been in Ecuador, I've been in Mexico City. The first thing they do is come up and say, you drew my childhood. And the people in here are all laughing because people come up and it's the first thing they say. Right. And they're all like, do you hear that all the time? I said, yeah, I really do. And it's, uh, I got to figure a way to monetize that, right. you know, charge them a buck every time <laughs> they
0: say it or something.
4: But Copyright uh,
0: the phrase, maybe you <laughs> get a hashtag going.
4: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So, but, uh, but it's been a lot of fun. It's nice. It's not boiling hot.
0: No, this is and probably the, rain the nicest kind of holding off a little
4: bit. Yeah. So yeah, yeah this so is my
0: third good. year here. And this is definitely the nicest weather. It's not oppressively hot like right. June in the Midwest can sometimes be. Yeah. Yeah. So you do a lot of other cons where, what other shows do you have coming up? If people like, maybe they can't make it to Paducah, uh, yeah. Kentucky, Metropolis, Illinois area.
4: Let's see. In a couple of weeks, I'm going to be at the garden state fest, comic fest in, uh, New Jersey.
0: I think you'll be joining Katrina Law there as well, and, and I'm going to also... be
4: at um, Fanboy, and where's that one? Um, Memphis, Lexington,
0: Lexington, Kentucky.
4: Well, Fanboy,
0: <laughs> look, look it up, folks. You got, you got the interweb. I think it's
4: Lexington, but uh, and that one I've done one time before, and it was a pretty good show too. So, uh, and then later on in the year, I'm going to Chile. Oh, nice. So it's going to be kind of cool, or pretty warm. <laughs> right. But, uh, yeah, so I've got many, many things. There's a couple of Wizard Worlds in Chicago. Uh, there's one in Pittsburgh this year. Uh, one in Austin, always. Uh, so I'm doing uh, quite a few of the Wizard Worlds that are left. And uh, New York, of course. New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con's a big that's, one, yeah. That's huge. That's really the biggest one I do in the year. I don't really bother with San Diego. And I'll also be at what used to be Stanley's Kamikaze,
0: and now it's just right, L.A. Yeah. Comic-Con. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll be at that one as well. So, so you're I'll hitting both coasts then. Or you're yeah, you're doing all over in between. I'm i coastal re- <laughs> So when you do the big cons, like New York and everything like that, how does – do they – if you've been there before, they just invite you back? How does it – you have to, you
4: yeah, have to arrange
1: well,
0: it? Yeah, with New York, uh, it's such a big show that they don't really do anything
4: for you. So I, mm. I don't get flown in. Mm. Usually people pay for my hotel, my airfare sometimes even food, I'll get a special appearance fee, not New York. Mm. New York is so big on its own that I have to pay for my table even. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, and it's the only one I'll do that for because it's so good. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. You know, it's four days of just nothing but head down, drawn. (laughs) And uh, so it's really lucrative and it's worth paying your way. The other ones, normally, you know, I get everything paid for. So even if the con's not that great, I end up doing fine because I really didn't put a lot of money out. And uh, so, so yeah, so it's it's been a good, gosh, I guess I'm going on six or seven years of doing this now.
0: Nice. And
4: it's still uh, a
0: lot of fun. And I guess you've got some blank covers. People bring you stuff. To, as, yep. much, as much of the stuff you've got out on your table, you've already got ready for people. What is probably the most frequently asked thing you're asked to draw for people? Uh, Probably He-Man. Still He-Man.
4: Yeah. I do a lot of He-Man with the holding the sword, like I have the power. Mm -hmm. I do that one a lot. Um, And Batman... Batman and Scooby-Doo. You know, really not as many Superman. I mean, I still sell the Superman. but I don't get as many requests for it. Um, And all the Scooby-Doo gang. You know, a lot of people like Velma. Yeah. I got a Velma up there, so... I, I was always a, a Daphne guy myself. Really, you were yeah. a Daphne. Yeah, I was a Velma. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And uh, a lot of times, there's somebody that cosplays as a Velma. Sure, yeah. You know, yeah. always make a big deal out of. It. <laughs> and uh, but Scooby's probably probably one of the, the biggest sellers, just because it's it doesn't matter what age you are, you yeah. know, Scooby-Doo.
0: Exactly right. Yeah. yeah. So little kids, going. little
4: kids that are you know 10 years old, they don't really know from He-Man. Unless they've got a dad that's a good dad Set them down that
0: sits them down and, and, and watches it. So they can exactly. all know the lessons at the end that yeah. they have. Those are great and then, of
4: course, my favorite is Thundar. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people, if you know Thundar, that's your favorite show. Because it was such a good, good show. But it just wasn't on for very long. And it was before He-Man. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was uh, kind of lost in the shuffle. But it's one of the best shows, storyline-wise, I think, that that
0: we've done. That was late 70s. I think He-Man hit in like the 1980. It was 80? Yeah, it was 1980.
4: And uh, it's basically a comet comes down and goes right between the moon and the earth, causes tidal waves and earthquakes, wipes out civilizations. And it takes place way in the future, in 1994. (laughs) And uh, so then it basically, the people are trying to rebuild and it's all sorcerers versus barbarians. And a lot of the backgrounds are the Statue of Liberty overgrown with vines and it's fallen. Right. Over. Yeah. There's even an episode they did in St. Louis where they're in the arch. So that's one that every time I go to St. Louis, it's somebody wants
0: me to do. Thundar yeah. in the Arch. so uh, That's has kind got of very disappointing. In 1994, we haven't had a meteorite. Yeah. I'm, I'm still waiting for Space 1999 yeah. to come true, too. I tell without, you. We're yeah. not doing anything like that. Yeah, and
4: we, we figured, why didn't they make this like Thundar in the year 2050? Right. Or 3050. Or and it's because they wouldn't know what the architecture would be like that fell down. That's true. That's a good point. So this way you could really see what city you're in. And you recognize it because that's what it looks like today.
0: Hopefully nothing happens to the Statue of Liberty, the Arch, between now and my next time I watch Thunder, I'll be disappointed. (laughs) (laughs) Where can people find you if they want to uh, get in touch with you online? Do you have Twitter, Instagram, a website? Yeah, I've got a a Facebook page that's
4: just Tom Cook Animator. If you put that in, usually I pop up. And my uh, email address is 80sanimator, 80sanimator at gmail.com. And if
0: anybody wants to contact me for commissions or something like that, I do a lot of that through the mail. Perfect. So they can either yeah, get through the mail or they can have a commission done and pick it up from the at one of the upcoming cons. Exactly. Perfect. Exactly. Yep. Tom Cook, it's always a pleasure to talk to you. Thanks Great. so much for being with us today. Thank you. Thanks. We're going to take our last break. We'll come right back giving our X-Men Dark Phoenix movie review. So stand by.
1: Michael Rosenbaum, you might know me as Lex Luthor or Martin X from Guardians of the Galaxy, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. Why am I talking like this?
0: We're back. That voice you heard, Michael Rosenbaum, who was just here in Metropolis a few years back, uh, played Lex Luthor on Smallville. Uh, for those of you who are listening, we're still broadcasting live from Metropolis, Illinois, Superman Celebration, and we've... Uh, Saw Dark Phoenix this weekend, and it wasn't the best way to end. wasn't the best way to end the franchise. Um, it was for those of you who aren't familiar. Uh, if you read the comic books, Chris Claremont and John Byrne did a great story called Dark Phoenix, and they Jean Grey gets the powers of this Phoenix Force, and then she turns dark, uh, becomes evil, corrupted with the power. And they tried to do it before an X-Men last stand back in 2006. Uh, and it was actually done a little bit better then. I wasn't a fan of the way they did it, but this one, they dropped the ball even more, which is sad because Simon Kinberg, the writer and director of uh, this one wrote X-Men last stand back in 2006. It was directed by Brian Singer, who was still kind of heading up the X-Men universe then. So very disappointing in this latest film, um, usually for the new movies, James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender have been what kept them afloat for me. Uh, After days of future past, they kind of pressed the reset on the timelines, which made everything kind of confusing again, because they had the old cast and new cast a little bit mixed in days of future past. Then they kind of rebooted everything. Um, Hugh Jackman's no longer around as Wolverine. Uh, They have X-Men Apocalypse, which introduced some of the new characters, the younger Cyclops, the new storm, the younger storm. And, they weren't bad, but the cast just didn't resonate well. I'm not sure what happened to Olivia Munn's Psylocke in Dark Phoenix, but she was not around. Um, the kid who plays Nightcrawler, Cody Smith-McPhee, was probably my standout favorite actor. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence just kind of felt like she checked out. Uh, her performance, she kind of phoned it in. I love J-Law. She's great. But this was not her best performance. And even McAvoy and Fastbender, who I mentioned, were standouts in years past, seemed very tired. Uh, This was the swan song for the Fox franchise now that it's been scooped up by Disney. Uh, The good news is the X-Men and Fantastic Four are now back in the fold and can play with the Avengers and everything like that. The bad news is that they're kind of going out on a low, low, tired note. Um, It was very sad. I know, Joey, I think you said you listened to an hour-long review of X-Men Dark Phoenix. Did they, whoever you listened to, did they share my feelings on this?
1: Yeah, they thought no one was trying. And usually with this sort of thing, you think of, is it just a scheme to keep the license available? Like, I think there's a whole documentary about Fantastic Four or something like that with Roger Corman, you know, making a movie that they planned to shelve just to keep the license. And they didn't have it. I mean, the Disney already owns this property. So I don't know what this was, if it was a scheme to make money or they had it and shot and they just had to release it. What do you think? Well, I think they,
0: from what I hear, it suffered from a lot of reshoots. Like, almost, uh, lately, I'm not sure what these films are doing. Like, I know the problem with Solo, where they'd bring in Ron Howard and they reshot a lot of the film. Uh, Justice League suffered from the same thing, where they had parts of it done, but then unfortunately, Zack Snyder had an unfortunate family incident where he had to step aside, handpicked Joss Whedon to be his successor, and people didn't like that. Uh, They felt that the movie was too kind of weird and odd. Um, But I'm not sure what it is with all these reshoots, but evidently, from what I've been told, Dark Phoenix, I think, nearly, if not more than 50% of the movie was reshot. Um, They, again, for those of you who are familiar with the X-Men comics, you will not like it because they could have used the Shi'ar. Jessica Chastain's an outstanding actress, uh, but as, I i use air quotes when I'm saying villain, because Jean Grey should have been the villain in her own movie. Dark Phoenix is the evil version of Jean Grey. And it just didn't resonate. Some of the, the characters um, turned on... Yeah, I would not want to do too much with spoiling the movie. for that. There's not much you can spoil, though, because it's just a bad movie. I think I gave it a 3.5 out of 10. But it was mostly shot and done before the Disney deal happened. So I don't know if the reshoots were an attempt to sabotage the franchise going into it. I can't imagine anyone would do that purposely to the movie they've worked on. Um, but it, it's very odd how... Bad it was. I think the only film I liked less than this was X-Men Origins Wolverine, uh, which was just not a great movie in and of itself for several reasons, even though it had Hugh Jackman, who's very, very good at playing Wolverine.
1: Yeah, I went um, out of my way to get the the kind of bootleg version of X-Men Origins Wolverine, because that's the only way I could watch it was with all of the computer effects not added yet, and the green right, screen right. and the blue screen still in the background, because it's so bad, I still wanted to look at just the, the, the version that got leaked so I could laugh at something.
0: Yeah, and they know even Ryan Reynolds uh, poked fun at that in the last Deadpool movie. Uh, Kind of poked fun at X-Men Origins Wolverine. Um, I I will say um, the Fox X-Men movies, some of them have been good and it was, we have to kind of give it credit for kind of kicking off everything because X-Men, the original X-Men movie that came out we'd never seen anything like that before from comic books. A big budget film like that that was, uh, had some flaws. I had a little issues with it here and there, but Overall, it was so much fun to see these characters, but then now our perspective has been a little skewed because we live in a world of these fantastically creative and brilliant movies. Um, I was a huge fan of Wonder Woman. It was done well. I was a huge fan. Obviously, Avengers uh, Endgame is killing it at the box office. Uh, There's a lot of good superhero movies to compare this to now, and Dark Phoenix, unfortunately, just was not one of those, and I see all the potential it could have been had they taken their time, built the story, and I even did a blog post, I don't know, when it was first announced that they were redoing Dark Phoenix story again, of here's five other X-Men stories from their 55-plus years of continuity in Marvel Comics that you could easily do instead of rehashing a plotline you just did less than 20 years ago. Uh, it seemed kind of an odd choice. Did you, you saw the original one, the 2006 version, didn't you, Joey?
1: Yeah, I sure did. You know, it's... Uh i'm not gonna hate on it i'm sure it's a fine movie you know and but i'm not as bitter as what is it john byrne who did you talk to at dallas comic-con didn't he have something (laughs) interesting to say about all the x-men movies yeah dallas fan expo john byrne uh one of the
0: writers and uh co-creators of uh turning her into dark phoenix along with chris claremont had said they haven't done an x-men movie yet which he didn't like any of them um I kind of think that's interesting as a writer, one who's created these characters, worked on these characters, especially someone in season as John Byrne, who's been doing these characters with Marvel uh, and DC uh, for 30 plus years. When they say, hey, this really isn't good, I would think that a studio or a producer, or a movie writer, screenplay writer would take note of that and say, OK, well, we need to do something different then. But unfortunately, I know there's a lot of suits and executives who make decisions higher up the food chain, and we don't always get, as fans, the movie we want. And as you said, I shouldn't be hating on it. And I'm not really hating on it, because it wasn't... I'm not saying that, you know, all the work these people did was horrible and they should be ashamed of themselves. Like I said, uh, I think Ty Sheridan, who played Cyclops, seemed very invested in his role, as Cody Smith-McPhee did, who played Nightcrawler. Um, I would assume after a while, playing a character like James McAvoy and Michael Fassbender have done must after a while be like oh okay again with this character um Logan Wolverine being a great example he went out on the note he wanted to he said i'm not doing wolverine anymore i'm over that role logan was the end um i don't even think if he was lured back in for a face off with the hulk or captain america in a marvel cinematic universe movie i don't even know if he would do it at this point because i think he really went out on a perfect note and it's very sad for me as a fan. The X-Men were my favorite Marvel superhero team. To see them kind of go out with a whimper this time around was quite disappointing in my opinion. Um, so, yeah, it's it's playing right now. Uh, obviously, if you want to go see it, we recommend seeing it at a Marcus Theatres. Uh, we should mention Marcus Theatres is a sponsor of Geeks Me Radio. They are fantastic. They've got locations in 11 different states and you can go to the website, MarcusTheaters.com. Like I said, I, I'm a little upset and disappointed with Dark Phoenix, but there's a lot of great movies out right now. We're in the summer blockbuster season, folks. You can go see Rocket Man, which was brilliant. I love that movie. Uh, Taron Egerton, who was in the Kingsman movies, really surprised me. Uh, He did a great job playing Elton John. Uh, The movie was fantastic. You really feel bad for the character and all he had to go through. Uh, But there's also Brightburn, the James Gunn kind of dystopian superhero flick. Brightburn's out in theaters right now. Uh, You maybe not have seen Godzilla. If you're going to see any of these summer flicks, do it at Marcus Theaters. Get your tickets online. Check out the website. Find the location nearest to you, marcustheaters.com. We're going to take our last break come back and wrap things up right after this so stand by
1: hi everybody this is Maria Canals Barrera I voice talk girl on the Justice League and you're listening
2: to geek to me radio
0: we are back Wrapping up our final segment in our third annual broadcast from Superman celebration here in Metropolis, Illinois, um, here in artist alley, they've got a bunch of different artists set up here. You can buy some really cool artwork items, uh, some very unique things, and you might even want to take them down and get them signed. Cause they've got some people doing Supergirl prints. Like you heard Max from Max on movies had purchased. Uh, they've got some stuff there. You can have Katrina law sign. Thank you again to Katrina law for being on here with us in our first segment, uh, Helen Slater, the original Supergirl, I went off and left my Batman animated series poster at home. Those of you who follow me on Twitter and Instagram at geek Me Radio know that I have this giant Cartoon Network Batman poster that says Yabba Dabba Doom on it. It's the outline of Batman from Batman the Animated Series. I've had people sign it before. We've had uh, obviously, Kevin Conroy, the voice of Batman, Lauren Lester, who voiced Robin, Andrea Romano, who directed that series, brilliantly directed that series. We just recently had John Glover, the Riddler, and Diane Pershing sign it when we were at Galaxy Con Richmond last week. Uh, Clayface, Ron Perlman, has signed it. And I was going to have Helen Slater sign that because she voiced Talia Al Ghul, Ra's al Ghul's other daughter, besides Nyssa, uh, in Batman the Animated Series. And I switched bags last night so I could take my computer down here with me, I left that poster in my backpack so i'm completely bummed out but i did mention helen slater is a pleasure to see her and uh asked her if she's doing any upcoming cons and she said she's not but heroes for hire is the website that evidently you can go to so if you're looking for a uh celebrity and you want to see hey i wonder where they're appearing i'd love to meet this person evidently you can go to the heroes for hire website and click through they have them listed by convention and then which celebrities will appear at each convention. And they also have them broken down by a celebrity if you want to see which celebrity might be appearing at a convention near you soon. Uh, they in no way sponsor this show, but I thought that'd be kind of a nice little shout-out since they were very kind in uh, re- helping to arrange my interview with Katrina Law, which you heard earlier. If you're just now tuning in and you missed that interview with Katrina Law, you can always go to my website, gatesmeradio.com. And you can click on the links there. It will take you to the archived versions. This one will probably be up online Monday or Tuesday by the time I get around to putting it up there. Uh, but you can hear our past versions of the show. Last week, like I mentioned, we were at GalaxyCon. We had great lineup of guests, Diane Pershing and John Glover from Batman, the animated series. We had John Delancey from Star Trek. We had, uh, before that, we had Michael Bell, who was at that convention. We had him on the week before, the voice of many of the Smurfs, Duke from G.I. Joe, Prowl from Transformers. Um, it's always the best part of my job to get these guests who I grew up with, who I was excited about, who now that I've got a radio show, I can go and talk to these people. And it's the best part of my job going to these conventions and getting to meet these people who shaped my childhood. And so I hope uh, if you enjoy these interviews, feel free to check them out on iTunes, SoundCloud, Podomatic, or Google Play, wherever you get your podcast from. We'd appreciate if you subscribe. Leave us a nice five-star review on iTunes because that always helps raise our visibility. And please follow me on Twitter at Geek to Me Radio and Instagram at Geek to Me Radio. Uh, you can check out the YouTube. Joey, my producer back home, who you just heard on in the last segment talking Dark Phoenix with me, is phenomenal. It puts these up on my YouTube channel uh, with a nice picture, kind of showing the guests. So you can go to YouTube and just search for Geek to Me Radio, subscribe there because my subscriptions uh, there are anemic right now. <laughs> It'd be nice to have a few more subscribers. Maybe break that 300 mark at some point. Uh, But the shows are always up there, too. So if you're at work, it's a great place to just turn on your computer, minimize the browser, plug in your headphones. You can listen to it on your computer at work if that's uh, the best way for you to get those podcasts without having to download them and listen to them and everything like that. So they're all available on YouTube as well. Next week, we've got – I'm not sure who we're going to have on you. We've got some interviews from GalaxyCon Richmond that we didn't get a chance to talk to or I should say play. Uh, Mark Wade, fantastic writer. Uh, we still haven't gotten a Fabian Nesieza from uh, the co-creator Deadpool we've got a bunch of stuff lined up I will try to get some of those we sat down with Colleen Doran at GalaxyCon Richmond so we'll try to get some of those we'll put them in order we'll get those up to you at that point so until next week my friends Fortress of Solitude, good night.